0: Hello, welcome to episode number 328 of the Apple Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by AIXDSP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins for your digital audio workstation. Get the IC Intuition Compressor. It is a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click the link in the description for more information. Uh, if you want to help me out on a monthly basis, uh, support my work on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees. And you can cancel at any time. And want to buy a t-shirt? Go to apolog.ca slash shop. Bam! Uh, <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, please, uh, or podcasts, whatever, Apple Podcasts. Give it five stars, please. Very much appreciated. And put a review in there. Tell it, you know, say how much you love the show, you know. Uh, like and share on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Follow me on Twitter at head 666 That's also Instagram. But I have to admit that all I got on Instagram is pictures of my bicycle. And that's not code at all. So yeah, go there, follow everything, do that stuff. I'm pretty new to Instagram, and I'm—I I don't know—I'm not a big fan of it. But you know what? Got to do what you got to do. If I need—I need, I need someone to take pictures of my bike. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Today on the show, I have Adrian from the group called American Lips. American Lips is kind of a super group. It's got um, Adrian, who used to be in Tricky Woo, and it's got members of Death and Above. And it's um, a, kind of a super group, Toronto and Montreal sort of mixed together. And who thought we couldn't get along? There you go. Uh, they just put a maxi single out, which I had to get educated. I didn't know what a maxi single was. And and I you'll learn on this episode that I don't know what a maxi single is. Maxi single I thought was too, too uh, like an A-side and a B-side with like a twelve inch kind of thing but I, I i was educated on what a max c single is the song's called waste of crime you're going to hear it on the episode and yeah it was good it's good it's a nice episode once again thank you chad for setting this up this interview is brought to you on part of no rules booking and um promotion and thank you so much chad for setting that up once again uh ladies and gentlemen adrian from the band american lips on the apple up podcast met i don't know but
1: i i think we were label mates no you were in trigger happy
0: i was uh in the early early er, early yeah right right okay Uh, epidemic records days is
1: i played in a band called tricky woo who were on sonic onion and i know trigger happy eventually ended up on sonic onion so that's why i I thought maybe that was but that's not your yeah you're different era
0: yeah i i left that band in 91 ish and then joined another band out of winnipeg called red fisher and then I and then i uh i toured around with them for a while and they turned into like um jason joined the weaker thans or became the weaker thans with john Key sampson and uh red fisher still i mean i think john uh, stewart joined the black halos for a little while too so okay everybody's been in black halos like everyone, <laughs> not me. <but> I mean, <laughs> they, haven't,
1: they haven't they haven't asked me yet either.
0: Not, well, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for my my comeuppance. But uh, it's good to meet you, man. I, even if we haven't met, I've I've got a feeling we probably bounced off something Pro- somewhere at one point. Probably,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm sure.
0: So, how's it been? I know everybody's talking about this thing called the pandemic and and all that stuff, but we don't need to talk about it if you don't want to, but we can talk about it if you want to. But it seems like everybody wants to talk about the pandemic.
1: I don't know. I've heard. No, I've heard things. It's, yeah, I've heard about Did you just hear that beep? No. no, Dang, okay, good.
0: Okay, it's just in my ears.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I've heard heard about the the pandemic. It's like, I don't know. I don't know much about it, though.
0: I heard it's catching on yeah <laughs> fucking dad humor right there i heard it's catchy um man it's and people still aren't done with it like it's not finished it's still happening why not i let's mean keep, let's keep let's keep it going gotta keep that <laughs> keep that plague keep that plague a rolling yeah 100 year plague um yeah, give it give it its due you give know
1: it, it's yeah 100 years you know
0: 100 year plague yeah it, it'll make it, into some bible somewhere it'll you know, when, when they reinvent the bible <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a tough couple of years for mu- music and artists and all that stuff. But, um, I mean, do you see the end of it? Do you see the end of the, end of the, end of the light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, I, I do. I feel like it's mostly the
1: effects that it had on musicians and venues. I mean, it seems to mostly have passed. I mean, I don't know. It seems like everything's kind of back to normal for
0: the most part. I don't know. What do you think? I th- I th- I think so. Like uh, on the periphery, it seems okay, but I still think there's lots of um, there's lo- there is some danger out there. I mean, like not like I'm afraid of stuff, danger, but there could be a possibility. Like you know, I'm I'm fifty two. I mean, this could it might kill me. I'm pretty. I'm vaccinated up and flu shotted up and all that stuff. But there's still that fear of like, well, maybe you know. And then on the other side is like, well, maybe I should just just let it happen, run its course, and. You know, yeah. roll the uh, dice you, and let it go.
1: Have you have you gotten it?
0: Yeah, I got it in April.
1: April. Oh, uh, me too. Actually, I got it in April as well.
0: How'd it's you like, how'd you get it?
1: How? Who knows? How did I get it? It's a good question. It, it's possible my son brought it back from school. We we all got it. The yeah. whole the whole family got it. Yeah. So that that could have been it, but really hard to tell. Like, you know.
0: It wasn't like, oh, we were at this all night rave and you know, people said better be careful and I'm like, fuck it. It wasn't like that, right? It was actual like real I,
1: I, I yeah, I wish. <laughs> no, no, I... <laughs>
0: better story. No, it was like yeah, no, it was... You <laughs> wanna recut Nicole that Garnett. one? You can make another story to say, I was at this all night rave and it was just amazing. Yeah, it was <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um I'm I caught I worked for the band called Lois the Low here in Toronto and I was working their show and i caught i caught it from some like i think 20 or 30 people caught it that night too it was like a super spreader yeah
1: yeah well i do remember i uh, i play in this band called fruits and we opened we opened for propaganda two nights in a row at lee's palace in may and this was a month after i i had gotten sick and and so i was not in fear for myself, because I'd just been sick. it was it was kind of bad, but I mean, it was uh, kind of like any other flutes, not fun, but you know, got through it. And so like, but I also felt home free. Like I'm like, i am you know, I'm, I'm in there with a million people, and it's like, I just I just got sick. I'm fine, but then I was like looking at everybody, and I was thinking, yeah, yeah, it's, this is gonna be you know in two weeks uh, or in a week, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have lots of uh, lots of problems here.
0: Yeah, I felt almost relieved. Like, oh, this isn't as bad, you know. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I caught it, uh, you know. And there's always the fear of catching it, and then I don't need to worry really anymore because you go, I got 90 days of grace. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And uh, you know, and I, I just got my flu shot. I mean, I booked my fourth shot, and you know, let's see what happens. We'll get it up to five or six by the end of next year, I'd imagine.
1: It's Yeah, it's just gonna become an annual thing, and that's it. Just any other flu.
0: Then the government will truly know where I am. That's right. It's, a, that's it's important. It it's
1: important. They need to know about you know the goings on of any you know any musician.
0: They, they want to know.
1: <laughs> they want to know what <laughs> <you're> talking about. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, so you've been making music. You got a is is this what be considered a side project? This is a new project. Like, what is the what is the the start of American Lips?
1: uh well it's not really new in in that we made a record five years ago but it's actually not really an active it hasn't been active in five years so Mm -hmm. it uh yeah we made a record in 2017 did a few shows for it and uh and then after that we started working on another record and then well well we know what happened (laughs) so yeah what
0: What are you talking about
1: (laughs) and uh and so there was yeah really no point in putting anything out we felt and then uh yeah i don't know just in the past couple months we we got uh, some you know this single together and we uh thought it would be fun to put out
0: yeah yeah no and and you know obviously having to do like the the press thing and is there been any changes about how this is done like this type of you know maintaining the uh the the, the front of interviews and things like that Oh, well, you mean just, just, logistically? Doing, just press. Yeah. Like, 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 has it been more, oh. it feels like there should be more right now. Cause like there should be more, like, like people should be doing more press. This stuff, right. Cause it's all virtual. Everybody yeah. knows how to do this now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I've got to say the last time I did press was five years ago and this wasn't really that much of a thing Yeah. Uh, five years ago. I mean, just not as much, like there wasn't as much, there weren't as many opportunities to do this kind of thing. So yeah, it's changed in that, that
0: way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I started this podcast in 2015 and um, Mm -hmm. this is the only way I do it. There's no other, I live kind of in the rural part of Toronto and the world outside of Toronto. And like, I'm not expecting anybody to make that trip up here to my place. It's not working. Yeah. but Yeah. This is just as good though. Yeah. I think so. I mean, the the internet's quite good now these days.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's quite good. You don't need, you know, you know, yeah. gross musicians in your house <laughs> no it's true
0: you know what you raise a very good point that's very good point <laughs> so um so so are you going to you going to tour this are, are you going to what's what's the what's the big plan
1: no not really i think we're just gonna work on another work on a proper record and put it out early next year and uh yeah that's about it i don't think that we're going to do any shows um wasn't in the plans this was supposed to be really just uh kind of soft re-entry into uh uh yeah into Bandcamp, i
0: guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and um it's like five songs or something right it's it's not it's not it's... it's it's a
1: maxi single so we uh we wanted to do a maxi single when 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 i was a kid a maxi single was so even if it was a major artist like madonna Or something she'd put out a maxi single so that would be you'd have your a side your b side then you'd have some kind of extended dub or extended edit or and so it always there was something a little exotic or special about that that even even if the artist was like a you know top 10 pop artist you'd get this weird you know quote unquote version on it and it would make the release interesting and i remember being a kid and like going i'd have i used to work at a I used to work at a, a, a like a corner store, and I'd work there two nights a week. I was 14 years old, and I'd make $4 a night. And uh, by the end of the week, I'd have eight bucks, and it would be enough to go get a 12-inch single, like a maxi single. And so you have the A side, the B side, and some kind of extended version or remix. And I was happy. I'd come home. I'd listen to my... And so anyway, so this release was supposed to be done in that kind of a spirit. Like, just like, uh, you know, have that extra weird remix that no no one quite knows what it is what it's for but <laughs> it's just fun to have on there and then uh and then the two the a side and the b side yeah,
0: yeah. it's so it's interesting you say that because usually it's the other way around you put your record out and then people do alternate mixes and different versions of it and that sort of becomes extra stuff you know yeah and i yeah, remember yeah, yeah. i were, you know you're queuing me into it. i'm like i do remember those days of getting like the extended version of let's dance by david bowie and yeah like, sure oh it's still going yeah <laughs> 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 and like wow yeah. that, how can you break that down like, you know but i know i know what you're saying but that was sort of came out earlier because it was sort of like the dance club kind of thing yeah. like the way to do yeah, it yeah. Right? right yeah 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 and uh, are you doing the vinyl or, or...
1: uh we're not we, yes. we this was all pretty last minute and just the wait times or are...
0: like two uh, years <laughs> or yeah. something whatever two it is
1: years. two years yeah i'll be retired
0: but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you'd be on your fourth or fifth record at this point, yeah. and it's like, oh, look, that one that yeah. we did in 2020 yeah. is finally out.
1: <laughs> so, so we would have loved to, but and and also just you know printing a 12 inch with two songs, is, you know, the cost is you know, prohibitive for probably a lot of people who'd want to buy it. So yeah, yeah, we just we just figured ah, digital. It's yeah. it's it's good.
0: What's your philosophy on vinyl? Do you are you are you a vinyl person? Um, what, what, oh, it, it's always very oh oh. So you seem to like it. I, I love the I, sound I, effect on that. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me pan yeah. over. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Do do I think it sounds good? I mean, I do think it sounds good. I don't know if I'm you know maybe intoxicated by the just the beauty of the format and the the ritual of it all, and maybe that's clouding my judgment. To be fair, I've heard records that sound better than CDs. I've heard CDs that sound better than records. I'm talking about comparing, you know, one format, the, 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 like the same record in two different formats. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, good CDs, good records. And so, I don't know. But I do. I As a format, I enjoy it. I enjoy it aesthetically. It's fun to collect. I've spent way too much money in records. Mm-hmm. I uh, try to make, you know, try to make some back on. Uh, I've got a little Discogs uh, set up so I can unload things that, yeah, maybe i could you know recoup some of my uh, investment but uh yeah no i do i do uh, how about you do you enjoy the vinyls?
0: i i i have all like my parents records from the 60s so i have original pressings of beatles albums i have original wow. pressings of rolling stones sticky fingers like i have wow. a lot of records but they are not i like, they're not playable just can't play them like it's first of all like we don't have a real proper record player we haven't had one in the house since we had kids and for some reason i don't know if there's any sort of correlation in there but but it seems like (laughs) kids will fuck that up somehow so um we haven't had like a real record player since we got our first apartment like 20 years ago so with that i used to collect like i used to go to valley villages all over canada and collect like herb Alpert, and tijuana brass records like weird just records that no one would listen to and they seem like you know No one's going to buy this record, so I'm going to buy this record. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't remember buying new records since the the 80s, really. But, um, yeah, I I get it though.
1: Yeah. And at worst, those records look great. So you can, on the wall, yeah, yeah,
0: you can put them up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember, and I don't remember. Oh, I remember because I used to tour when I toured with Red Fisher. We would just stop at Value Village's and go look for stuff, like cheap stuff. And that was around the time when Value Village had just really opened. Before then, yeah. it was like Salvation Army. You go to Salvation yeah. Army, and it was just so sad. But but when you go to Valley Village, it seemed like oh no, this is there's some cool stuff here because they have yeah. all these uniform shirts. That that yeah. was the '90s. That was like where you would have like I got my mailman shirt, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. But but uh, but yeah, I would pick up all these records that I don't think anybody would would buy, and just take chances on stuff because it looked funny and looked awesome and ironically play it, you know, and, and yeah, yeah, I really, I do. I get it, you know, and I've had this, I've had not this argument, but this conversation with people. And I truly think though, there's, there's a way to consume it. Like when it's in your, when you're in a chair and you're listening and you're listening to your records and you're in your room and your comfort spot, it's really hard. Like when I take walks in the woods, obviously you can't take your records with you, you know? So you take your phone and your phone's got this on it and, and it's, there's a whole other way to consume it at that point. Oh know? yeah. So, I mean,
1: yeah. yeah. No, the, I think the, the convenience, of the convenience of digital, is trumps everything. Like, um, I, I've got, I, I, I spend, I probably spend most of my time listening to my listening time on Spotify or you know whatever I have loaded into my phone, and it's, that's yeah, I can, that's mostly how I consume and engage with music. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. You would have sure.
0: survived, you would have basically survived through the whole, um, the concept of what, like, the 2000s, where the shift, like, everything shifted between, yeah. like, um, buying a CD and then buying, getting it on Napster or getting it on yeah. LimeWire or wherever you get it. Yeah. How, you know, that killed a lot of businesses and, in, in, you know, but at the same time, I used to feverishly just download stuff because it was, I don't know why. But I have a a whole different attitude about it now. You know, I pay for as much as I can because, you know, well, first of all, I got money. I can do that. (laughs) It's like, it'd be so ridiculous if I went to where it was a Pirate Bay and got the new Taylor Swift record or something like that would just, or maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. know, She doesn't need the money. She She doesn't need (laughs) the money. That's the punk rock in me coming out, right? (laughs) But um, what was sort of your, um, if you can remember, like how, it seemed like 1999, it seemed like things were happening, 2000, then 2001 just seemed like the world just went, just disappeared and stopped. You know, even Fat Records almost went bankrupt in that, you know, yeah. that era. How did you, how, well, how did you navigate your way through it?
1: Um, well, uh, I was working at HMV, at the flagship HMV store downtown in Montreal, and uh, so I saw that transition. I was there from like, 98 until 2001, I think, or 2002, possibly. And so I saw that transition. Like, it was just gangbusters, you know, 98, 99 CDs flying out the door. You're talking about fat records. Like, I can't tell you how many lag wagon records, how many effects records. Like, just, like, flying. Like, you couldn't keep them on the shelves. And these things were expensive. Like Twenty-five dollars, thirty dollars, and kids were coming in, sticking wads of cash on the on the next to the cash register, and walking out with like two CDs, and and yeah, and then like within a couple of years, HMV had gone to gone from pretty much just making their bread and butter on CDs to then they're suddenly they're selling posters and T-shirts, and now they got to sell like uh you know whatever cups and stuff and it was like whoa what, what's going on so yeah so I, I saw it I saw it firsthand and uh I guess it I uh, yeah I guess it it uh yeah that was the inflection point that was 2000 yeah 2001 I think like you said and uh yeah for me as a music consumer I didn't get into downloading that quickly because I'd invested too much hmm. in in into my collection and into my I guess my identity as a music person I was like no I'm a serious music person I'm not gonna download music for free that's terrible I'm buying and so yeah I was pretty uh yeah I was pretty adamant about not doing that and then eventually
0: I succumbed like everyone else
1: and (laughs) you yeah yeah Yeah. lived on the pirate bay
0: yeah (laughs) yeah well, I've heard stories of just, I've heard interviews with people when I'd been on, like I toured with Good Riddance for like uh, six weeks at one point. And I hear Russ doing interviews and he's talking about, at that time, it was like the height of Napster. And he's like, well, man, if it's anything, it's good for bands like us, like Good Riddance, because we, who else is going to listen to our music? You know what I mean? Like at this point, they might as well get it. If they're going to get it anyway, they might as well get it this way and then come to our shows. And that was sort of yeah. like the new... Way of like, um, adhere, you know, art always kind of figures it out some way, you know, yeah. it's like a little yeah, bit yeah. chaotic, but that that's sort of how they looked at it. But if you're Lars Aurich, then it's like, well, no, we can't afford that, <laughs> you know, we're used to our million dollar advance to sell our 200,000 records or whatever. And it really did, like, it was like the big ship couldn't turn around fast enough,
1: yes, yeah, yeah. good analogy, yeah.
0: And here we are. Here we are in 2022, and people are getting pennies on a dollar from Spotify. And, uh, and, uh, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? You, how what's your Spotify philosophy?
1: I mean, look, it's what it's worth what people are willing to pay for it. And we discovered that that was nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, just as you and I did on uh, Pirate Bay, you know, just, so I, I guess this is a, uh, a little bit of a, a better solution than nothing. I mean, but I don't know. Uh there's just also so much music now. You know, yeah. it's uh which is great, uh, in that you know, there's never been so much to choose from. And as far as I'm concerned, there's never been so much interesting stuff out there. It's like two, but the the you know, the flip side is. Now that any anyone who has a music hobby can put music up, you know it's like it's, there's so much competition that it's hard. It's hard to eke out a stake out a. I mean, f- forget a living. It's it's you know hard
0: to even you know make a few sales. Like
1: it's it's crazy. So.
0: Absolutely, you know I I think you know the whole start of Spotify in Europe when it started was it was a bit of a weird game of like hey labels do you want to sell us your catalog for you know. <laughs> And they go, sure. And they would get these because it's not gonna do much. You know, it's just it's streaming. Who streams? We don't even have strong internet. And then it turned into like buying full catalogs for like pennies on a dollar. And you'd be like, yeah. and then turning around and it obviously exploded into this juggernaut and how we consume music and, and things like that now. Um and and it seems like they kinda still in the same boat. They just can't get it turned around where the person that maybe gets a thousand plays a month might sort of get a little bit of something, you know yeah. what I mean? Like at least YouTube has that same idea. You've got some hoops to jump through, but once you do, you can kind of like build on it. Yeah. You know, yeah, true. Do you guys have like a YouTube presence? Is that a thing or is you watching more? <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> who who does, does American lips? Yeah. Or that. just you or, or oh. any, you know,
1: Oh, do uh, anybody I know have a YouTube presence? No, no, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, how do you cultivate a YouTube presence? I, I, I mean, I, I know, I know, there, there are instructional videos uh, on YouTube about how to do it. Maybe I should watch some of those. How to be a YouTuber. But, <laughs> how, to, how to be a YouTuber. <laughs> Ironically,
0: yeah. that one, that guy's or gal's making like uh, maybe twenty bucks a week, a month. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what my, that's so what my son decided he wants to be a YouTuber. How old is he? six yeah my son decided that maybe <laughs> at that age too and he's 20 he's 19 now he's taking yeah, yeah. architecture so he sort of got out of the youtube game <laughs> architecture also
1: also you know you can also make a living of
0: you can do that i think you know yeah i'm so proud because he's just like he would if he would have said i'm going to follow in your steps pop i'd be like no you're not <laughs> you know you're not because be <laughs> <extra. laughs> i'm not it's funny <laughs> it's funny it's no
1: it's funny how rock dads are like no no (laughs) go 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 do architecture yes that's a good idea do not do not become a rocker no yeah no 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 it's the it's
0: yeah are you like still cool to your You're your son's six of course you're still the coolest person on earth right
1: am i the coolest person no i think his uh his older brother is the, the coolest person on earth yeah yeah
0: Um, so, but, uh, no,
1: he's, he's, no, he's fine with me. He's fine
0: with me. Yeah. I have a 16 year old daughter and she long gave up being like, I even took her to Disneyland when she was like 12 and 13. And and I said, you know, we're at Disneyland, you know, remember this. When you hate me, just remember this. (laughs) Didn't work. So didn't work. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. Well, you know, I commend you.
1: And also, so that was three years ago. Was that right before? Uh,
0: that would... yeah, about a year. Yeah, it was about a year before. Yeah, about a year before. before yeah, okay. yeah okay. nineteen. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, because we were we were at Disney World, uh, in March. Not to bring it back to the pandemic. What right? pandemic?
0: That... What's that? <laughs> Is that a type of bread? Yeah. Is that a no, bread? No, I either? don't know. Is...
1: Anyway, let's, moving on. Yeah, let's, yeah. the Rye pandemic. It, yeah. Have had... It's really good.
0: <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you went to Disney Disney World. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was it was like we March twenty twenty. Uh, so. <gasps>
0: Oh, so yeah. everything <laughs> you're like, no, you're yeah. not
1: <laughs> on the way back. Like we were kind of getting the news about everything while we were there. And so on the, once we got back, once we got back home, and then that's when everything went crazy. But like, we were starting to get, oh, you know, news of cases hitting here and the... anyway, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of was fear. There's a lot of fear going on. And rightly so. I mean, it killed people. It definitely killed people. Like, and it wasn't, I think true is the treatment of it. I think um, they decided to, um, who was the guy from Fountains of Wayne died because they put him on a co- yeah. in a coma in a ventilator, which they yeah, fast realized like that's a bad yeah. idea. You you can't yeah. do that, and I guess that yeah. they had to learn somehow that not to do that. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember we had uh, we had the Bay City Rollers where I worked, and then we had Kim Mitchell, and Kim Mitchell was the last mm. night before we had anything for like two and a half years yeah. where I work. Yeah, and I was see you later, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you know, let's not talk about the pandemic. I hate why'd you bring up the pandemic? Here we are now. I don't know. We I mean, just brought the conversation really- down. <laughs> Dude, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know what it was good for though? I, I work in a, a recording studio and it was really good for um so bands were getting SERB, right? But people in bands were getting CERB that yeah, they couldn't play shows, so they were Going into the, like the it's weird because the film at in Quebec like the film production industry which recording studios somehow are part of that never shut down
0: yeah in Same in Quebec in Ontario, Ontario too okay yeah.
1: so recording studios were exempt so um so people were you know musicians had nothing no no shows to play no tours to do so they would they would get their Serb checks together and they would come in and record. So uh, as far as a guy working in a studio, it was a really busy and, you know, positive time. It was a good time to, to just be able to, you know, see other human beings yeah. and, uh, and work on music. So that, that was, that was, that was one upside.
0: Did you have to do but... like testing and stuff like that? Or did you just do like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Right. Then the nose. Swab yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know if I can handle that. I'm like kind of glad, like, cause I worked for a municipally run theater and uh, there's like, wow, well, you can go work in the parks department and go pick up garbage and trim trees. I'm like, ah, that sounds like fun. So I did that. Like I did that for almost six months. Yeah. And it was kind of awesome. It was like, Oh, I didn't need sure. to worry about anything, but just picking up garbage and trimming trees. This is, this is kind of cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> talking sure. to, you know, talking to people and everything. And I worked with these two young guys and, they, they called me soft hands. I'm like, God, come on, guys. I, <laughs> I worked in landscaping when I was 20. I could do this all day long. But yeah, so, you know, the other thing I noticed, like, when I did, when I did, I've been still doing the podcast throughout this whole thing. Every time, though, it got a little bit tired of, like, you know, I'm finding time to sort of rediscover myself. You know, there was a lot of that conversation going on. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, man, you can say it sucks. You can, you can say it sucks. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, so just say it sucks and we'll move past it. I did one interview. I can remember one interview throughout the whole thing. And I talked to Elliot Lefko, who used to run um, MCA concerts. He didn't mention it once. I'm like, wow, I should get a prize. Send him something, you know. <laughs> but here we are all right let's go back let's start over and not mention it <laughs> okay hey man how's it going <laughs> yeah yeah that was, good, hey, that, was that was a good that was a good warm-up was a good warm-up 20 something minutes or what 30 minutes <laughs> well let's hear a song you might not be able to hear it at this end but i'm gonna play a song because um i'm gonna play okay. the waste waste of crime well no it's that's the name of it i'm gonna i'm gonna play yeah waste of, waste of, crime. of crime there it is Is yeah. this song it?
1: i'm gonna get some water
0: okay cool i'm gonna play it okay CD-2. So I, um, yeah, so we were talking throughout the song. And uh, so you ended up, you, so you, you recorded this EP, this Maxi single. You're, you're involved with it or were you part of the team? Like, what was your involvement? In oh,
1: that? no, no, no. We, we did it all ourselves. Uh, Sebastian, our drummer, ha- has a studio at his house and I work in a studio. So we just did it ourselves, A to Z. Yeah. yeah there was no, te- it was no, no, no team. Uh, That's the best way
0: to do it. Let the artists make the art, right? I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: so. Yeah.
0: Do you help? Do you think it helps you when you're working with other bands to sort of be a musician, sort of understand, sort of be more empathetic about how how the art is created? Uh, I I
1: think it's hugely important. Yeah, I think I think understanding understanding or having some understanding of that, and also just having gone through the process of recording yourself many times yeah helps helps you to to serve yeah serve the artist as you know in a in the most unobtrusive way possible and just like just get, help them to yeah get their get their vision across for sure
0: yeah yeah i've been i've been watching a lot of bob clearmountain interviews lately for some reason and and it's like yeah. he's like worked on so many records and yeah he's like he's not really a musician that's the thing i found kind of interesting about it like true he's like a craftsman he's like he's a craft of like he's his craft is just his ears you know yeah understanding sort of where the good things are and being able to sort of determine like bring all the good stuff to the top you know yeah but yeah he worked on like sister sledge and like all this crazy funky stuff, and it's like, yeah, man, he's just such just this dude, you know. I, I don't know, I'm fascinated yeah, you know, by him these days.
1: Yeah, that's true. That yeah, and that seems yeah, seems like maybe that was more, more the case, back when when back not his not that he's not no longer working, but just like when you know in his prime, it seemed that maybe that was more the case for engineers and producers, and yeah, like vibes obviously talented engineers, but just, just the vibes. They had this inherent, uh, inherent understanding of what creates a positive vibe for an artist without being one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah. I mean, the other thing too, the clock was always running and to have that type yeah. of like the clock doesn't run anymore. Like you could True. sit there behind yeah. your, your computer and edit yeah. a drum take all day long. And then, yeah. oh that cost me electricity and that's yeah. hardly anything. And, and, that's sort of one could big be, observation
1: your, your sanity too you yeah I mean, your just san- a, just a, just a <laughs> out, yeah
0: just a pat, yeah a, a dusting of your sanity goes with it but the fact that there's no clock running means that a few things i mean it means like you have complete and utter artistic freedom to take as long as you want which is not always a good thing it's kind of t- tying into the fact of you know maintaining sanity
1: yeah yeah no it can often be very counterproductive because yeah it's uh I mean, I mean, you know, when when it was kind of easier to make a record 20 years ago because you it had to be finished like you you had to (laughs) yeah, you had to say, okay, this is done now. Yeah, it's like it can be it can never be done. I mean, back then it could never be done, too. But you kind of just you had to accept that it was done. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's better. Depends on your personality, I guess. Or
0: your... I guess there's more hit and miss back then too, right? Because you go in and maybe you wouldn't catch the missed parts. Like if you were Fleetwood Mac and you went in mm-hmm. and you had a bad day, you be like, "All right, mates, let's go off to the pub. Like we're done, you know. Yeah. But we're not going to try to push through this or try to polish this in, in any a fashion. We're just going to stop because we can afford it. But yeah, you know, true. maybe that's sort of us. And maybe that's that's the the power move now is like, I could just go up and get a coffee. And then come back down and maybe something will, the muse will entertain me more. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. 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 And I used to have my studio in my basement of my house. It's still, it's here. It's in road cases. It travels, but I, I loved it. And I hated it at the same time. I loved it because I could like just go downstairs and do stuff. And I loved it for that, but I also hated it because I had all these fucking weirdos in my house, like all the time, (laughs) all the time. People knock on my door. Hey, I know where you live. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but um so you're running a business in art is always a challenge too like trying to maintain the bills and maintain you know a life and, and you know you got you guys you do and you how does your work-life balance that's always a big question like how do you balance work and life um
1: well i've because because i have a family i've kind of kind of adapted to like, I've, I've adapted my work schedule to be a little more normal, like, if not quite nine to five, then a lot closer to nine to five than I used to do like 15, 20 years ago, where, you know, it was like, you know, crazy, you know, two in the afternoon until three in the morning sessions. And then, you know, like, weekends all the time. Just so now I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll, as much as possible, just do, a, you know, a usual nine to five nine to six kind of or nine not, maybe not nine but you know you know what i'm saying like yeah 10 10 to six yeah. um it's a normal day yeah uh, i kind of had to when, when when we had kids yeah
0: yeah you know i didn't do that when i i because i have a 19 and a 16 year old but when i was like when they were babies i was like i was making a record and i was trying to have yeah. it finished before the you know the baby was born but then i you know like yeah I, it's a tough being a musician and being a dad at the same time or being a parent period you know because being yeah. a musician is sort of always like you have that sort of the blinder um yes that like i determination, but a baby don't care about your determination you yeah they, no, don't. No. they don't care they cry, they're hungry they they want your attention, you know and there's type, like a type of selfish selfish like selfishness i mean that turns it into selfless like you have to sort of be able to, it's a tough transition time sometimes did you guys did you uh-huh. did you go over okay?
1: yeah oh no a hundred i i totally know what you're saying yeah it's just like we you know we uh we tend to spend a lot of time in our own heads because a lot you know there's a lot of stuff that you're you know you're just you're working out and you're trying to, and then suddenly you got you know you got someone needs me to not be in my head and uh you're like what the how like no i need to be in my head like how is this gonna work yeah. <laughs> but yeah but, but yeah but eventually you know ev- eventually it ends up working and, and you you figure it out but yeah i know what you mean that's that's uh it was a uh, that was uh, a tough one to to transition through yeah
0: it'll come back you'll be able to you know like my kids are long they they can feed themselves they somehow know how to figure out how to put the things in the dishwasher they've got like some oh they're getting better than me actually, some, some <laughs> tools and skills uh you know they can kind of make some ramen if they're hungry like they're yeah. not gonna die yeah, now, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they don't need yeah, me. Yeah. They don't need me anymore. So like yeah. now, I could probably get back into, but now it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. But uh, anyway,
1: you know they say it's never too late, but I've always said it's always too late. It's always it's too good, late. It's a good excuse. It's yeah, it's always too late. So what I tell my kids, it's always too late, guys. If it's like <laughs> yeah, hey, when
0: are you gonna put that thing out? And it's like ah, it's, it's too late for that. It's too, too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a record next year turning twenty years old, and it's like. Hey, let's do stuff. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, is, <laughs> do you really want to? Like, does it matter? And the drag is, we put a record out 19 years ago too, right? So we put a record out, and then we put another record out like the year later, and people are like, oh, let's, let's go to Europe. Let's go play some shows in Europe because that's all we played we played in Europe. And I'm like, um, okay, uh, but we're not going back the next year, right? Because <laughs> you know, we're, yeah, we're yeah. gonna do both records. You know, and pretend this yeah. one's 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever make I, it over there? Did you ever do
1: that? to europe no never yeah. made it over <gasps> to europe no it's beautiful yeah
0: it's beautiful over there yeah brave new world
1: i i know i've heard no i've heard obviously heard great things No, i've become i've become so soft like i'm actually leaving on tour on saturday i'm playing guitar in a uh in a friend's band and uh yeah it's just shows around quebec and i'm like how am i gonna do this like how am i gonna get in the I'm going to get in the van and get out and get out there and play for half. An, it's uh, it it's crazy. And then I think, you know, I used to, you know, leave without a second thought <laughs> for like a month and a half. And it was, it yeah. was like, it was nothing. And you now it's like, Oh, we're gone a week. And uh yeah, I just don't know how I'm going to do it. Anyway. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, the band, <laughs> the bands, the band I work for, they do like two shows in a row and then they don't do any shows outside of Toronto, maybe Kingston, um, Maybe like Nefer, like some small towns, like but it's all like here. Like if something were to really go wrong, I could get my car and I just drive home. Like you, you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's... I guess that's yeah, that's a good yeah, that's that's a good like you know, that's a good yardstick. Like if if it's if you can drive home, then you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm in. Yeah. I'm in <laughs>
0: I mean, there's nothing like, yeah, there's nothing like being in your own house. It's, I mean, obviously, if you toured as much as, you know, you're, you say, you're like touring for like six weeks and, you know, it, it it you really do understand the concept of like getting along with people and try not to make too many waves or make your problems other people's problems. Like, how, how, were you a good tour? Were you a good guy to tour with? Um, I probably
1: Probably not that great, no. And I mean, and, and no, and, and I can recognize that because you know, when you're, I, I was like, when I first started touring, I was 19 years old, so I was, you know, I was a selfish prick. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're 19, you're entitled. You think, you know, yeah. you think you know best. So yeah, so and I was in, I was in a band with a couple of guys who were, you know, three, four years older than me, and I was probably, yeah, I don't know, it was probably insufferable at times, but I don't know, I felt like everyone was, like everyone just got. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you know how it is. Just, just yeah. like <laughs> you start getting under each other's skin, and yeah, yeah, you know, bands and bands break up, and that's
0: <laughs> bands with even numbers are a tough band to be in for some reason. Well, I know why. Oh. I know why. Because there's always a tie. There's always two oh, yeah. two dudes want to do this, and the other two want to do that, and it's always you need that tiebreaker. That one person True. that even comes up with like, well, you can't. You know, well, I played in a band with two other guys. It was awesome. You know what I mean? Like. But sometimes we'd have three different points of view. And that was always the right. three-way tie. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man. So uh, well, Amy anyway, man, it's, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I, I, I think it's, I, I heard the songs, you know, unfortunately I couldn't, I heard it before, but it's, it's really crisp, good sounding record. Songs are awesome. It's modern enough, and it still has the sort of like, it feels that there is some callbacks in there. Research. Research. research, yeah, <laughs> callbacks, oh research, yeah, yeah, an homage, it's an homage to uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh,
1: yeah,
0: it's yeah, so so you have are you. you're already moving on and trying to do more records and more songs and 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 then when's something else gonna come out, do you think,
1: um, well, we're gonna ship away at a record over the over the winter, and you know probably probably sometime you know, next year, early next year, hopefully, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who knows it might be three years from now Who knows? <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. always too late it's too late
0: yeah how is the circuit is there a circuit still like can you get in your vehicle and get leave montreal and go play somewhere like kingston or cornwall and then belleville and then like you used to be able to play a week between montreal and toronto like in basements but you still used to be able to play
1: yeah is there still a circuit good good question i mean i if i mean i'm sure there is i'm not on it um, <laughs> but <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I work with bands all the time who are touring and playing. You know, they do the southern, do southern Ontario for a week, and you know, bookended by Toronto and Montreal. So that that circuit's there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I wish you luck, man. It was nice to meet you. And uh, I mean, anytime, come back, talk about stuff. It's uh, this is what this is this is what this is. It's a talk Cool. Show. Alright,
1: well, yeah, nice to meet you and thanks for having me on. Anytime, man. Talk soon. Alright.
0: That was Adrian from the band American Lips. What a nice boy. Right? Nice boy. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the episodes over and over again. I apologize for taking lots of weeks off. I'm, I'm trying to get them all sort of stacked up now. It's been, uh, it's been a tough go uh, trying to get this uh, in, uh, documentary that I'm working on uh, off the ground I'm in the final editing stages. I think I'll mention this next week because I thought this week was next week's and then the week next week. Never mind. It's not important. But it's important that this episode is coming out finally. And uh, I appreciate Adrian for taking the time to talk to me all the way from sunny Montreal. Um, right. What can I say? Uh, it's been great. like. I think coming up on eight years of podcasting, it's been an interesting, awesome ride. I've met some really, really cool people. Adrian being one of them. And it's just been, just been eight years of talking to people, and you know this is this is probably one of the longer projects I've ever worked on. um, That actually consistently does stuff. Uh, I mean, it's not a huge downloader like people. You know, it's not the Joe Rogan experience. But again, again, it's it's been going on, and we're episodes of keep coming out, man. That keep happening. I've, I've seen a lot of people start podcasts, and they just they just maybe put maybe, uh, maybe 20 episodes out, and that's it. They can't do it anymore. And uh, this one just keeps rolling along, man. And I, I got to thank people like Melanie Kay and Chad for really setting this up. It's been the things now kind of helping itself out, and, you know, and that's very good. And, and people, it feels like people want to be on the show, and that's kind of a good thing and positive. So uh, amidst all the rambling and people talking about stuff and me talking shit about Matt Good and Chantel and Rain Meta, you know, I I, uh, I, I get through the episodes and I enjoy myself doing it on a weekly basis. Well, (laughs) weekly basis is a loose term. This one took a while to come out. I apologize, everybody, for not putting an episode out for a while. But here we are. Let's get past it, okay? So I will see you next week for sure. And, and i'll see you the week after that for sure and then uh, we'll be getting into the you know the holiday season might take some time off until january and uh and then we'll you know we'll see you around okay have a great week